When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands up. Uh, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to ENN. Ray Rowe. That is only Ray Rowe. It's brought to you tonight by the Professional Fighters League. I'd like to start off saying good evening to Don. With the hogs? And uh, good evening to myself. I used to go get delicious chocolate nuts. Uh, And good evening to myself again. Delicious nuts in your hand. (laughs) Uh, And to Dave Rothenberg. I hope you're miserable till the day you pass. Still very good. <laughs> it's it's going to be there. It's going to be there. Andrew, are you are you sensing it'll be there? Uh, one of his drops in our drop madness. Yeah, could that make it? Could that end up being something that we enjoy so much that it gets the nether region? I mean, on the quality of drop is is definitively quality enough to be in the tournament. It's just a matter of whether or not it's used enough is, on the right. show. Right. Uh, which I think it, it it's got a chance. It does. It's got it's got a chance. And also, let's say good evening to the caller whose dog lost his mind. Stop it! Stop! Please! Stop! My God! <laughs> no question about that one. That one's in March, dancing. And and by the way, Don, that that drop right there doesn't have to win a conference tournament. It's at large. Oh, that's that. That's um. Cruising Manhattan. <laughs> that's that's a Jasper. That's what that is. Now I don't know if you got this text from uh, our boss Ryan Hurley. Oh no. His suggestion on your top five should have been YBT. Time to make the donuts, which samples Tom Sawyer by Rush. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Uh, no, I'm not. It's an <laughs> album cut by a group that is to say that people don't know who the young black teenagers are is is such an absolute understatement. Even though I enjoyed a few of their songs, especially "Tap the Bottle," but um, I have to say, I have to admit something right here, right now. Um, how do I say this? My top five that I just did, like Don takes very seriously. His rankings, five through one. I personally, to me, I just think of the five things, and th- the difference between five and one in some ways is a total crapshoot. Yeah. Now, in this case, I could have chosen a million other records. I wasn't going for anything except the the size of the song sampled to the record that then sampled it. But it there right. are there bigger examples? A lot of people, by the way, are throwing out Walk this way, uh, Aerosmith. That was a collaboration, but that's well. Well, it was it was first an Aerosmith song, 
but it was immediately a, then a collaboration with Run DMC. Right. So I can't include that. They it, were it's, in it's, the video. They, that was not that was not sampled. That was a, at that, least in my eyes. No, I, I, that's a, that's a collab. I'm not including that. Andrew threw out an interesting one that I thought was very telling. Uh, changes by Tupac sampling Bruce Hornsby, uh, the way it is. Uh, Hornsby's like light rock, right, Don? I mean, he's he's rock. He's rock. And Bruce Hornsby and the Range. Right, there's a band. That's the yeah. range. So, I mean, it's it, it's worthy of the conversation. Um, Nas, the message sampled Sting, Shape of, Shape of My Heart. It's amazing. Um, there are a lot. There are a lot of different things you could choose. So, to me, it was just about having a reason to play some fun. Yeah, we just, you know, nobody wants to have fun. So everything's serious, Peter. I know. I and also uh, some people enjoyed. I, I I played the Billy Joel stiletto as used by Cool G Rap. A lot of people saying they prefer the Nas Streets Disciple sample of it as well. Hmm. well we, all we want to do is just create conversation, and we do that with every top five. And then you know when we're joined by our uh, third member, you don't see him every day, but when he's here, boy, is it special. His name is Michael okay. K. And, and he was calling the game today. Here's what it sounded like when IKF hit that game tying single in the top of the ninth. Grounded, left side, and it's due for base hit. Here comes Hicks. He will score a pinch hit. RBI single for Kiner Falefa, and the Yankees have tied the game at two. Such beautiful use of the he will score. You know, that Uh, you're being emphatic while still giving himself room in case somehow it doesn't happen. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know what? It was great. You know what I noticed with the – Part one of the Jeter doc, and tonight at 9 o'clock will be part two. Hmm. I'm very excited. He gets a lot of love for his hockey. How great were those calls from Gary Thorne? Oh, he was. The Mattingly home run. Oh, he was the man, dude. Uh, You talk about voice quality? Well, just just the calls themselves, like the flow of it. I don't know if we – I mean, it would be too hard to ask to get them, but – but even like the pacing of it, like just, just good quality play by play. Yeah, he was very solid. Really, really was. But things for the Yankees did not stay happy for that long because uh, in the next half inning, here's what happened. And that's a ground ball. The throw is to no one at second base, and the game is over. A pinch hit single for Matajevic and a walk off win for the Astros. It's the Yankees' fifth walk-off loss of the season and the third that immediately followed a tying rally in the top of the ninth inning. So the Astros win this one 3-2. to two. And How many walk-offs do the Yankees have as far as wins? Seven, like I ten. Think? No, I think it's like ten, right, Seven? Anthony? Yeah, like, so that like 15 of their games already have been walk-off, yeah, either wins or losses. That's, that's crazy, right? Um. All right, here is Aaron Boone on Glaber Torres not covering second on the game winner. Understanding there's probably no play or a tough play at that. Should Glaber have won over there and covered second? I don't think we looked at I don't think with where we had him played, I don't think we were going to have a, a, a chance to get there. In the ninth inning, it didn't seem like he ran particularly hard down the line. Is he okay physically? He's okay. <laughs> okay, that, that okay sounded like. Aaron's not okay with it. You know, you know what that you know what that okay was? I'm gonna here's the strength of Aaron's okay right there. Could you have Michael K who let the dogs out when he ad libs at the end of that? This is the same voice strength that he used with that okay. 
You took the dogs out. <laughs> That's no, it's true. <laughs> I don't like that. Did not like that. Are people going to get upset? Meredith, Meredith, why are you blindsiding him with questions about Glaber's health? No. What? What? You think just because he's sitting there waiting media, awaiting media and answering questions, you're supposed to just ask him questions about pertinent things that fans might want to know? Give him a warning for God's sake. Uh, here's Boone on playing yet another tight game in Houston. I mean, it seems like every game, you know, kind of kind of comes down to this for 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 the two teams, and you know, you know, it's going to be a battle every time, and uh, you know. I thought we did a good job scratching. I thought we had actually good at-bats against Javier today, too, you know, and had a chance to break it open and, and a couple of good at-bats from, uh, or not break it open, but but punched through by um, Carpenter and Glaber there, uh, you know, where they hit the ball hard, but couldn't couldn't get through there, and, um, you know, but, and then their bullpen was pretty tough against us today. Obviously, we were able to string a rally there late. Now, at one point, Judge... Uh, was doubled off first. This is back in the third inning, and Boone was asked if Judge could have done anything differently. If you react perfectly, the thing is, if you, if you flinch at all or any momentum, just kind of the perfect way it was hit, where it's on a line, Gurriel's momentum's coming into the bag, and if he reacts properly, probably he's probably sticking his head into the ball too. So it's kind of like a... That's as tough a one as you're going to get, and and that's probably more often than not, unfortunately, going to be the result. Um, you got to just react perfectly, stay underneath the ball. Um, yeah. God, I'll tell you what. Everyone needs a friend like Aaron Boone. Mm. His his way of explaining things it, to make it as just perfectly as perfectly benign as possible to protect his guys. Is it's an art, Don? You think I'm well, joking? I'm not. It really, considering you know that's what they want of him, it really is an art. Well, that's the thing. I, that would suggest that he's painstakingly trying to find the positive. I just think that's who he is. Like I don't think he has to try to do it. That's what. That's how he looks at things, and that's why the okay about Glaber is so revealing. Because that's what he's about. He's giving you like the true answer when he sounds like he's defending his player, and then with no, he's okay. That's so all you needed to know is that he was disappointed that he didn't bust it, and he doesn't want any narrative out there that he was hurt. That's 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 my uh, theory, and I'm sticking to it. Well, either way, four no o'clock matter. tomorrow. By the way, Aaron Boone. Yeah, exactly. And listen, he doesn't hold back with us. Okay, he can't just go. Who let the dogs out? Ooh. You took the dogs out. Here's uh, what it's what really makes it is the end and also the absolute disgrace that song is. Well, yeah, well, it's, it's so many things because it's a disgrace of a song and he also sings it wrong. Like, <laughs> how do you, how does he get the word who wrong? That yeah. that cannot that's a be. big part of the song. But it's re- the whole thing is made by the fact that you can hear the confidence leaving his body. Yeah. Oh, it just. Right. It, yeah. It, it. It. just. Right. Let's. He- let's hear it one last time. You took the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also. <laughs> he says you took the dogs yeah. out. It's who let oh. the dogs out. He gets the two both words wrong. The only thing he knows is Dogs Out, as far as he knows. As far as Michael knows, that song's called Dogs Out. That's all he knows.
And then Andrew's right. Like with every word, <laughs> the confidence about? just is oozing out of his body. Oh God! Oh, it's so good. God, the next time Natalie comes in from taking out the dogs, you know what I'm gonna say to her? You, you took the t- dogs <laughs> out. <laughs> Because it's not a question anymore. It's just a statement. He changed the song from a question to a statement. Okay. I'm going to move on now. Here's Giancarlo Stanton. How much do the Yankees care about having the best record in baseball? That's huge. Huge. Uh, home field advantage is, is uh, definitely important. So uh, we got we to make sure we get it. And Giancarlo continues speaking of the, the Astros on what these games with the Astros are like. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely important. It's definitely um, uh, news to watch us play each other. So, uh, But at the end of the day, we, we got to stay ahead of them uh, for home field, and every game's important, and uh, there's obviously a little more spice on these ones. Now, this morning on KJM, which you can listen to every day on 98.7, Max Kellerman talked about the Aaron Judge of it all and says the Yankees cannot let Judge walk. The Yankees aren't the team that lets a farm product who came up in their system, who symbolizes the home run, who's a five-tool player, future Hall of Famer, best player, biggest name, biggest face, the the face of baseball. They let him walk out the door because they don't want to pay the fee? They don't want to pay the freight? The Yankees are that team? Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman. I'm putting them on blast. If that happens, Hal Steinbrenner, your father would never let that happen. If that happens, the Yankees are sending a strong signal, their brand, worldwide marketplace. We are no longer the New York Yankees. No longer the New York Yankees. That's how big this is. You're so silly and off. Go ahead. The Yankees have already sent that message out over the last decade. They let Robinson Cano go. All right, he may not be the face of baseball, but he was homegrown. He was a star. They weren't going to give him 10 years. He wanted 10 years. All right, go. You see, the Yankees weren't in on Machado. They weren't in on Harper. Not out bad. They weren't in on him. And this whole George, George, yeah, well, George would have signed them all. And again, I don't want to repeat myself, Peter, but, you know, everybody talks about, like, every move George made was perfect. Yeah, he spent a ton of money. He also made a ton of mistakes, a ton. This team is so much better run than they were back then, so much better. You may not appreciate it because they haven't won at the clip they did in the latter stages of George. But there were good baseball moves. Bob Watson, Stick Michael. Brian Cashman, they're the reasons why they won at the clip they won. Yeah, George would would fork over money to get him over the top, but it was still good, solid baseball moves they made. When George ran the show, it was bad baseball moves they made. Letting Jay Buhner go for, um, uh, what was his name from the (laughs) Seattle? Ken Phelps. Letting guys like Jose Rijo and Doug Drabeck go. For nothing. So can we stop just bowing at the altar of George Steinbrenner as if every movie made was a great one? Since George has been gone, and even before he was gone, they, they've, they've been shrewd, shrewd, they've been responsible with their money. Now, we'll see if it ends up being a mistake or not, but this idea, well, George would give him 12 years. Okay. But would that be the prudent baseball move? Well, and also, do you really want to yearn for the days of Steinbrenner pre-suspension? Was that really the best time? 
Because that's, that's, a, that's the error they're talking about, Don. It's up till the suspension, right? Right. Before everything turned right, because at that point they got pretty buttoned up. Up till that, though, you had mismanagement of a lot of different players, uh, bad decisions, rash decisions on, on, on who's managing the team. There was a lot of bad decision-making, and guess what? There weren't a lot of rings to show for it. Yeah, so this whole uh, George wouldn't – oh, maybe you're glad George isn't here. Because well, maybe what? if George was maybe if George was here, we wouldn't have Aaron Judge. Right. He might have been gone in some stupid deal a few years ago. That's and, when men were men. No, no, and, and again, Brian Cashman has made his share of mistakes, but make no mistake about it. Brian George almost ran this organization into the ground. And then when he was suspended, baseball people had to scramble, put it together, and then when he came back, he let his baseball people make the decision. They never, they were nef- never left for wanting anything because he would supply the cash. But it, it, will, it will be a baseball move, and we'll find out whether it's the right one or the wrong one. But, you know, the, 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 they have to prove that they are the New York Yankees. They have not been Max Kellerman's New York Yankees for a decade, Peter, a decade. The last time they made a big splash outside of Cole, Cole they made the splash for, and then going out and getting to share in 2009. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but did, were they in on Machado? Were they in on Harper? So if you, you think this is the time? It's been that way for a decade. Hal's not his dad. And, by and, the way, and I'm, t- I'm a little tired of it always being a negative that Hal's not his father. No, what if he turns out to be the better one? That That's not necessarily out of the cards. You know, a lot of times kids are an improvement of their fathers and, and daughters of their mothers. That's not uncommon. Hey, he did a lot of good things for baseball, did a lot of good things for the Yankees. I'm not here to disparage the memory of George Steinbrenner, but could we just get the memory of him right? Right. A complex figure, you'd say. Very complex, that did just as much bad as good. Do you realize when he was suspended from Major League Baseball, Peter, the fans in the building cheered? Yeah, I saw it last week. They were happy he was gone. And then he came back, he was different, and, you know, but, but... it, there was there was very a lot of the things that were built so they won those four championships for five years were built while he was gone. Watch that documentary. You know, with, with, with Jeter and Pettit and Bernie Williams and, and those guys. Yeah, they stuck around because the Yankees had a high payroll. They got a high payroll now, and maybe it will be proven that it was a mistake to let Judge go if they let him go. But the point is, you think now is the time that they've stopped being the George Steinbrenner Yankees? They have not been the George Steinbrenner Yankees in over a decade. Let's take a break because we got to get to the Donovan Mitchell of it all. There's several other, the Kyler Murray of it all. There's a lot more to get to on ENN. We'll do that on the other side. ENN tonight brought to you by the Professional Fighters League back on Friday, August 5th. Watch MMA's League live from the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Buy tickets now, pflmma.com. More ENN next on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Don, let's continue on on ENN, shall we? Shall we? More to do. Um, let's see. Do you want to stay baseball? You want to go? Let's go basketball time, shall we? Bing bong! Yeah, let's go Donovan Mitchell. Earlier today, the word got out that people are saying Donovan Mitchell's deal is done. What? Yeah, now where is that deal? We don't know. But he also went You know on what? Team. I don't know. God is good having people think that something is done. Here's Tim Bontemps on the NBA Today. Why the Knicks want Donovan Mitchell in the first well, place? Well, clearly, there's a lot of motivation on the Knicks side in particular, I think, to get this done. And let's just look at the Knicks point guard position, like I was just talking about. The last time the Knicks had an all-star point guard was Mark Jackson back in 1989. The last mm. time they had an all-star guard was Allen Houston 20 years ago. So this is a franchise that has been waiting to get a star guard to build around for a very long time. And look, since Leon Rose got to the Knicks a couple of years ago to run the basketball operations department, the goal for this team has been to get star players. Leon Rose represented a ton of stars at CAA, guys like Donovan Mitchell. They went out and got a bunch of draft picks that could get them a guy like Donovan Mitchell. They signed contracts they could trade later to get a guy like Donovan Mitchell. They even went to Utah and signed Johnny Bryant to be on Tom Thibodeau's assistant, uh, staff assistant coach. He was Donovan Mitchell's workout guy with the, with the Utah Jazz. So you put all that together, Donovan Mitchell clearly seems to me to be a guy they need to get. And it also is a guy that gets them in the door having a first star in the door, something I've been able to do in a long time. You can't get more stars so you get one. Donovan Mitchell might not get the Knicks in the playoffs or to the championship contention they want to be, but he'd give them a chance to build around somebody, which they haven't had the ability to do in several years. Hmm. Now, could this turn out to be Carmelo Anthony Mach 2? Yeah. But I guess the potential, the hope is that they'll be more well-rounded, more consistent, and that maybe eventually Mitchell would be a better player than Carmelo was. Now, here's Tim McMahon on the same show, NBA Today, on how the Jazz view the situation. Well, certainly time is on the Jazz's side in the sense that Donald Mitchell does have three years plus a player option remaining on his contract. But let, let's be honest, the Jazz don't want 34-year-old first-time head coach Will Hardy to go into training camp and have the Donovan Mitchell saga, the Donovan Mitchell drama, mm. dominate the storyline on a day-to-day basis. We saw that happen with Steven Silas in Houston when James Harden was forcing his way out. And it's a different situation. Donovan is not forcing his way out. But I think we all understand that Donovan Mitchell's strong preference would be to go ahead and get traded to New York. We've seen this train come down the track for quite some time now. And, you know, from the Jazz's perspective, they need to be able to turn the page sooner than later and commit full-blown to that rebuilding project. But we also understand Danny Ainge does not take discounts and trades, and that's going to be the priority, getting that maximum price for their proven all-star guard. So does he go? I want I want four players and six picks. That's the thing. It, it's all about the level of desperation. Well, I don't. Th- I I changed my tune 
from, oh, they don't have to trade him, to now I think they're going to trade him. But I don't think they're desperate to trade him. They've got tons of leverage. They don't have to accept something that they don't want because the because I guess they are prepared that if they absolutely have to have him play this year, that he could. Let's go to the NFL for a moment, Don, where we I'm found out no today. Yeah, you can't have a problem with it. Kyler Murray, de pie de mian his miani. <laughs> Get your bag. The bag has been gotten. How much? Five-year extension worth $230.5 million. Holy crap. That means the average value starting when the uh, extension starts next year, $46.1 million. Second in the league to one man, A.A. Ron Rodgers, $50.3 million a year. But Kyler pushed a year early on his deal and got it done. Yeah, you can't be mad at him. I mean, I think there are people, myself included, that thought the timing isn't great considering how he closed last season, but... He was proven right. Pay that man his money. It's a great line. Pay that man his money. The Browns are working out some QBs. Uh, Josh Rosen. Hmm. AJ McC- They signed Rosen? Wow. They signed, they signed jo- Joe Rosen. That's right. Sam Rosen. <laughs> no, no, no. Josh Rosen. Now it be exciting if they signed Sam Rosen. Wouldn't that be amazing during introductions? Backup quarterback, longtime sports broadcasting vet, Sam Rosen. Um, Production might not be that different. They are planning to start Jacoby Brissett if Watson is suspended, which is expected to be somewhere between two and eight games. So I guess Rosen will now come in to back up Brissett and potentially be third string. So I really think it's just going to be two to eight? That was the last thing I saw. It's two to eight. It's the speculation. I think that's optimistic, but I could be wrong. It's the NFL, Don. Who knows? Um, let's go back to the ESPYs last night for a moment, shall we? Um, let's hear from uh, a very important figure in last night's festivities, Dickie V, talking about the game of life. Keep chasing your dreams, keep chasing your goals. And to me, all of you in this room are special winners in the game of life and what you've done to pursue your goals. And remember, just remember, perseverance plus passion plus pride equals win in the game of life. And here's Dickie V telling the story about when he was first asked to work at ESPN. We started in 79, the first year, first year of ESPN. My God, when they had called me up to work at ESPN after I got the Ziggy, got fired in the NBA, they said to me, we want you at ESPN. I said, ESPN? What the hell's ESPN? It sounds like a disease. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, it's been a disease. I've been there for 43 years. And lastly, Dickie V just talking about the amazement at Jimmy V's, fam- uh, at Jimmy V's famous speech. Back in March 4th. 1993. I stood here and I introduced at Madison Square Garden at the very first ESPYs, my buddy Jimmy V. If you only had heard Jimmy V the night before, you would never, ever, ever believed or dreamt that he could stand there and give a speech. That's why I stood to the side, as John Hamm said. I stood there because I thought he could simply say thank you and sit down. I called him up that night, the night before at the rehearsal. I said, Jimmy, 
Jimmy, you can't believe what you're going to do tomorrow night. It's going to be unbelievable. Better than I ever thought. I can barely hear his words. Dick, Dick, you think I give a, about a word? How about I say, not going to see my Leanne, my Jamie, my Nicole, my daughters graduate. I'm not going to be able to see them or walk them down the aisle. It's over, man. I'm trying to pick his spirits up. Jimmy, you got to come, man. You got to come. We came on a plane the next day with Mike Krzyzewski, his wife, Mickey, Jimmy's wife, Pam. Mike tells me the next day they arrive, as they arrive in New York, he said, he's throwing up all over the place. Sick as a door. So now we're in the arena and he's sitting right up front. And I try to go grab one of the production assistants and say, you know what? Why don't you let him bring a mic to And he could sense something's going on. So he said, come over, man. So I come over. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to make it easy for you. And Jimmy, some choice words. And he told Mike and I stand there, just get me on that effing stage. Get me on that stage. We got him on that stage. I was mesmerized, blown away as he electrified the nation. And that speech, don't give up, don't ever give up, has created what we're here today. Pretty special stuff from Dick Vitale. And it's unfortunate um, somebody else that's passed, John Saunders, um, had similar stories about being there that day about uh, him. There was no way he was going to be able to give the speech. No way. And it's um, probably one of the great speeches of all time, considering the message and what he was going through. Yeah, that's why we played it yesterday. It, it's, it, and it will forever play it Steph, on TV Day. Steph Curry having some fun last night. He Steph basically did a comedy routine, and here's a dig he took at LeBron. I am the second NBA player to host this award show, which is kind of crazy to think about. LeBron James, he hosted uh, this award show back in 2007 after losing in the NBA Finals. (laughs) So, yes, uh, you guessed it. This this feels better. Steph doing his best. Um, Had some funny moments throughout, honestly. Took some shots, took some digs at the Celtics. Uh, they took some digs at the Clippers. They did a funny little bit with Draymond Green doing a podcast live during the middle of the ESPYs. Um, and, of course, tonight, the mothership with another big piece of business, Don, episode two of The Captain, 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Are you watching live? On Tiwi. No, I'm having some people over. Excuse me? It's guy's night, and they're coming over to swim. Wait. You're having, you're having... You're having a boys' swimming night? Who can't find their purple bunny? Well, it, it's just we have a bunch of neighbors. I live on a cul-de-sac, Treated. and the, the, the women always get together. So I said, why don't we get together? And, um, you know, since it's 100 degrees outside, you know, let's come by. We'll, we'll go swim. We'll get some pizza. Carlos ain't making any cookies. And everybody's within walking distance of the house. So you don't have to worry about any issues. That's right. Good. You're going to have a good time, sip an adult beverage? So I, No, I will not watch live. I already got a DVR'd, though. Okay. You'll come prepared tomorrow. I know it. No, you won't. Oh, I plan on having seen it by the time we hit the air. Because I think people want to talk about it. I, I, I think this will be the episode where we start getting into things that there's some meat on the bone for. Uh, yeah, I think, get... and if you're a Yankee fan, this is 96. This is that first year championship and everything. So you're going to enjoy just from I mean, that yeah, I was going to say, yeah, if you're a Yankee fan, you're just – by the way, if the Yankees, a lot of pressure on the Yankees to not have a putrid offensive game. Because if they're really bad in game two, which is just got started two seconds ago, if 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 they're bad in game two, Don, how do you not get tempted to 
even as it's towards the end of the game, flip it off to watch the glory of 1996. I hope they lose. No, I, I, think, I think every Yankee fan that I have any respect for is DVRing it and not flipping off Yankees Astros, unless it's like 20 to nothing or something, you know. I think the uh, plan is to DVR. No, no, that would be the appropriate plan. But if they have another two hits through eight and a half innings, I don't know how happy people are going to be. Uh, your calls one 800 to close us out next on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.